Welcome to the Marvelous Misadventures of Tom and John. I'm Tom. I'm John. And today we'll be exploring all things nerdy. What's on the list today? Um, well, depends on how far we can get, but I've got a bunch of upcoming and new video games. I've got movie news uh, going into 2021. Um, we've got some speculation stuff. Um, so we got a lot to cover. Uh, we might not get everything this episode. It might be next episode. But um, we're going to shoot for the stars here. All right, sweet. Another two-hour episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I want to start at movie news because I haven't done a lot of research on movie news lately. Movie news. Okay. Um, so we can start with... Um, mm. I just remembered I saw in your notes. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Is that Shang-Chi? Yeah. Um, it just started moving recording from Australia to California. Do you have that in your notes? No. Well, I think I read it, but I didn't actually write yeah. it down. Well, because the problem with Shang-Chi I had was there's not a lot of information out there right now. There isn't, and that's why... I was excited to hear that it moved from, I think, what was it? Is either Australia or New Zealand, where they built the Chinese town yeah. out there, and they have like helicopter like footage from it. Um, but now there is speculation that Fin Fang Foom is going to be in this. Did you hear anything about that? Um, I've heard, and they wanted Fin Fang Foom right. to be in it um, for a long time. Well, okay, so backtrack a little bit this movie they've wanted to do this movie since 2001 like yeah. way before like the mcu got started like there was marvel movies obviously because and you know this because there's there's uh easter eggs yeah and there's pretty much every marvel movie from yes. that day on for shang chi and the ten ring and then fin fang foom was actually on a billboard in Iron Man 2 or 3, I think it was. It was one of those two. Yeah. Because Fin Fang Foom is originally an Iron Man villain, I think. Like, I think that's where he originated. And he's literally a fucking dragon. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how that... It fits more with Shang-Chi. But then the Mandarin was also originally a Shang-Chi villain. Right. Which he is supposed to be the villain in the movie. Like, the actual yeah. Mandarin, not yeah. the fake one from Iron Man 3. Um, but he will be in it. The fake guy. Yeah. That's what I'm looking forward to. Unlike a lot of people, I actually liked that. See, and then, like, at the end of Iron Man 3, you saw him, like, in prison, I think it was? Yeah. And, like, he got approached by the actual Ten Rings organization. Yeah. And he's and like, they were like, who the hell do you think you are trying to be the Mandarin? Yeah, like, exactly. Right. And then, like, do you know any backstory on the Mandarin? Like, what the Ten Rings Not are? Not a lot, but let's let's focus on the Fing Fang Foom part. So, the reason that people uh, are... Suggesting that Fing Fang Foom is in it now. Well, they're speculating it a lot more now because there is footage of a bus crash um, that leaked out, and like a real life bus crash. There's children and everything. It was horrible. Yeah, it was. It was terrible. <laughs> no disclaimer. Not really. <laughs> no, but there's footage of like you know a vehicle crash, and they're saying, oh, it looks like Fing Fang Foom like jumping on a bus and like trying to crash it and stuff and. People are doing all this wild speculation. Um, they, that's basically saying they really want to see this guy. Which I couldn't see them introducing a dragon into the MCU yet. 
Although they could, they I could. Mean, it might, it might not be this big, huge role. It might just be like a one-off. Like at the beginning of the movie, you see Shang Chi, and they're showing off like what like he at could the do. beginning of the Thor movie. Yeah, exactly. Of Ragnarok with exactly the, with the dragon there. So like, it could be in there. It fits I don't, in that context. I don't see it being like a huge overshadowing thing, right? Because it's gonna focus on the Mandarin because fans are already pissed off about the Mandarin. <laughs> Like, cause they got excited, cause they're like, "Oh my god, it's the fucking Mandarin!" Cause that's a callback. Yeah, to I can the just first see Iron Man. I movie. can just see Kevin Feige at the end of Iron Man three. Once it re- released and everybody gave out their opinions of the Mandarin, he's like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to retcon that." Yeah, <laughs> like because the Ten Rings have been in it since the first Iron Man. The Ten Rings right. are the ones who kidnapped him, forced yeah. him to like build his first Iron Man. Suit. Which you know what? I'm such a bad nerd. I had no fucking clue. Yeah, I mean, it's... until they they brought up. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. Yeah. And I saw the flag for the first time. You're like, wait. And I was like, wait a fucking second. That was in the first Iron Man movie. So And I actually, when I, once I found that out, I went back and I watched yeah. all three Iron Man movies to see how many more I could find. So. I did not. And that, that really just proves, like, Shang-Chi's been in development, like, because they always planned on using the Mandarin. Right. They just didn't know when and where because he's not a super big character. In comic book lore, he's huge yeah. just because of like all his powers and stuff. He was big in some of the video games, too. And he was connected to the X-Men. He uh-huh. was connected to like Apocalypse, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyways, there's not a whole lot of information on it. So right. there's not much place to go with it. There's um, nothing but speculations. Else. No, the Fing Fang Foom thing is just something that I, I read about yesterday. Okay. So I wanted to bring um, that up. So we can pick up with... Uh, oh, by the way, um, speculated release date for Shang-Chi, 7-9-21. So not till next September. So a little under a year. But look for that. That said, um, I have a whole notes section on all the characters. If you want to hear a little bit more. Shang-Chi <clears throat> was in Special Marvel Edition number 15, released in December of 1973 another 70s uh his moniker is typically master of kung fu so you can compare him to the likes of iron fist but like he's actually like a master of martial arts um he's proficient in many wushu styles using uh nunchucks jian and i don't know what that is it's like it's like gun but it has like a little thingy above it I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. He's good at using guns. I don't know. Yeah. Um, in some iterations, he's been known to produce copies of himself. That's what he's trained for years on end. Um, he is the son of Fu Manchu, the Chinese mastermind who attempted world conquest multiple times. And when looked it up, like, the Mandarin... There wasn't much information about him and the Mandarin in the comic book history. Like, there, he's... Um, They've been in the comics together, but, like, it's not, like... His storyline doesn't really coincide with the Mandarins a lot. Mm-hmm. But it turns out, like, in some of the comics, Fu Manchu wasn't his actual father, and, like, this other person was, and, like, th- there's a lot of convoluted twists. So I'm thinking possibly Mandarin is his father. Like, maybe that's the twist. I don't know. Um, I'm excited that it's almost 2021. Yeah. And then I can finally get this year over with so I can see some Marvel stuff again. I know, it's been a sad year. It's I mean, literally, even year. like the I've... Disney Plus series is, are all pushed back. Right. I can't, I just can't watch any more of the Marvel movies. I've watched so many. Yeah. So, 
with that, uh, we'll be moving to another Marvel movie, um, a little darker, uh, Morbius. Um, so we have you... I have not read a lot about Morbius okay. since. Oh, I want to say probably about seven months. Like I haven't really read a lot about it since the trailer came out. I guess. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of talk about the Tobey Maguire Spider Man in the background. Um, I'm excited for Morbius. It's it's the one role that I think I approve of Jared Leto playing. I was gonna ask you what you thought <laughs> about Jared Leto because I used to at you know where my old job, um, I worked my supervisor knew Jared Leto personally. Yeah, basic. So he used to go see this band called Our Lady Peace. I've heard of them. And Jared Leto's band, Thirty Seconds to Mars, yeah. was touring with them. Yeah, way back in the day. So. My supervisor back then used to go hang out with the bands and he started hanging out with Jared Leto. And so every time Jared Leto would come to Cleveland in tour, and stone and shit. he would he would just go he'd go on the bus, they would drink, all this stuff. And so anyway, my supervisor told me about how much cool of a person Jared Leto was. And then Suicide Squad happened. And, you're like, and then you I hear about agree. all the crazy shit that he did. Yeah. Like Leaving people use condoms and shit and dead dead mice mice in their trailer. Like, mouses. (laughs) And and it was like, it was just two different people. So, but I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And I think he is perfect to play Morbius. Because he's one of those guys who who can be serious. He's a method actor. Right. He can be serious. And then he's going to have that cool personality change in the middle of the movie. Yeah. I just can't wait. Um, plus vampires, come on, they're setting up <clears throat> they have to. So, do you know the story behind Morbius, like what he is, how he got his powers? Absolutely not, but I look forward to knowing about it. Okay, so, um, a quick little synopsis. Um, so Morbius, growing up, he had a, uh, rare blood disease. Okay. You know, to go along with the vampire theme. Right. Um, so he ended but, up, you uh, know, because he's a vampire. But not really. Okay. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, um, sort of. So he ends up becoming like a biochemist. Mm. And like his whole life is just him trying to cure his own disease. Because, you know, that's what normal people do. They become biochemists and try to cure their own fucking diseases. Man. And I've been just going to the doctor this whole time. I know, right? Imagine that. Um, I feel like everyone in any comic is just obsessive. And they need counseling. <laughs> that's no, just my opinion. Say, um if we counsel them then we won't have any supervillains to have. <clears throat> but anyways um so he is what you would call a pseudo vampire mm-hmm. he's a okay. living vampire like you know most vampires are actually undead he's a man-made he's a man-made vampire so he is a vampire in the sense that he does feel the urge the need to drink blood okay but he chooses not to um, but he's not a vampire in the aspect that he is not undead. Correct. Okay. Um, so then Matt Smith is also in the movie. Matt Smith was, uh, he's been in a couple things. I mean, Doctor Who is probably his most prominent role. Um, but he was also, oh, shoot, he was in some movie and I can't think of it. That has to do with like Marvel, I think. But I can't think of it. Um, but Matt Smith plays, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Luxius Crown. Um, I think it's Lucius Crown. 
That's how it's spelled. Yeah, sometimes an X is... Fuck you and your X's. Anyways, Matt Smith plays him. Um, Morbius's childhood friend who suffers from the exact same disease. Go figure! Oh my god! Um, and he becomes a pseudo-vampire too. And he's probably going to be the villain. Because why wouldn't he be? So do you think this movie is going to be an overall kind of campy movie? Because that's what it kind of sounds like. Um, you know, it's Marvel. Like it's kind of cliche. At okay. This point. So, or do you think they're gonna? You think they're gonna put a spin on it that makes it kind of less? It it, se- it seems like it's a combination of like Blade and Batman, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, judging from the trailer, like it seems like it might lean towards being a little campy. Yeah. Um. I'm not opposed to that. No. Because the Morbius is a Spider-Man villain, and I would love to see Spider-Man deal with Morbius and then see Blade. Yeah. Like, all of them. And they can make their own little... I know Sony's wanted to do this for so long. Make a little Sony-verse. Yeah. Put Venom in there, too. You could have a dark Spider-Man universe. That would be badass. That would be badass. I mean, I know Marvel wouldn't go for it, but fuck. That would be so cool. Well, All these like Marvel's heavy hitters. Disney, and Disney's not going to settle for half. They already didn't. <laughs> no. But um, pretty soon Disney's going to get frustrated with Sony and just buy Sony. But with that being <laughs> said, Morbius is connected to Spider-Man in the sense that Michael Keaton as the Vulture will be in Morbius. Could be in Morbius. Could be in Morbius. Michael Keaton is going to appear in the movie. But they haven't confirmed whether he'll be the vulture. But the fact that it's a Marvel movie and Michael Keaton already was in Spider-Man as the right. vulture. Right. So this could be building Sinister into a Six. universe. Sinister Six. Morbius wants nothing to do with that. I know, but I want to see the Sinister Six. Um, but with the whole Michael Keaton being in jail and then and seeing the, uh, what's his Scorpion. name? Scorpion. Yeah, Matt Scorpion. Garden. Yeah. And um, the Shocker was already in there. Shocker 1 and Shocker 2. Right. Because Shocker 1 died. Um, but we'll 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 talk more about that later. The Sinister Six. We'll talk more about that. Um. So. Oh. Um. And then Morbius is slated to come out. Oh, excuse me. March nineteenth of next year. So that's coming up real quick. Mm-hmm. So. Which is odd. It's like one of the soonest movies to come out. And we know the least about it. We know more about the stuff that's going to come out in 2022. I mean, I feel feel. like they're doing that for a reason. They want to keep it under wraps just because possibly it could have a lot of spoilers for like what direction they're going. Either that or they think people are going to be disappointed with it because they're fighting over creative power between Sony and Marvel. I mean... Yeah, but we choose not to think about that. <laughs> well, I think if there was such a huge problem with that, here's a good part, a little silver lining. I think if they were having creative differences in the movie, I think it would have been one of the movies affected by the schedule change. Yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. At least but, as far as we know yet. Right. But still one of the soonest ones to come out. I feel like they would have pushed it back if they were having problems. Yeah. Um, did you want to add anything to that? Nope. Okay, so 
Uh, Morbius dates back to Amazing Spider-Man 101 uh, release date October of 1971. So he's a character that's been around since the 70s. So he's been around a while. Um, he had an isolated childhood due to, due to his uh, rare blood disease. And then he became a Nobel winning biochemist, like I was saying. Um, he tried to cure his disease with bat DNA and electroshock therapy combined. So that combination ended up turning him into a pseudo vampire. Right. Um, wherein he also has the ability to turn other people into vampires through his bite. Um, he has the power of flight, enhanced uh, strength, stamina, durability, um, night vision, like basic powers. He can't turn into a bat. He can't turn into mist. He can't control like rodents or anything like that. So like, he's not a traditional vampire, but he has like some traditional powers. Moving on to another uh, Spider-Man villain. Venom, let there be carnage. Yes. Huge, huge, huge movie that a lot of people want to see ourselves included. Um, I know you know a little bit about this one. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, we, we'll talk about it a little bit, but I will start off by saying there's literally no plot. Like, they don't have the full cast up yet. Um, like there's not a whole lot out there about it, but I yeah. just want to talk about Venom and Carnage a little bit. Um, I'll start off by saying that this movie is supposed to be out in June of next year. So like, there's not a lot of time. So that means that they have a lot of this movie done, but they're just not showing us it. Right. Which I'm okay with because I have faith that they'll do this movie right. Venom was a little bit, um, I haven't watched it. But from what I've seen synopsises and I've seen clips and pieces of it, um, Venom, they used a lot of source material. They didn't stick to the ori the actual origin story, but they used a lot of source mm -hmm. material. Yeah. And it looked good. So Yeah, they did. I, I watched it a couple of times. Because they had like they did. five or six of the symbiotes, and they were all technically children of uh, Venom. Yes. Yeah. So they have all the different symbiotes that you can see in the comics. As far as the origin story, because the origin story with the different symbiotes was a little bit different than what they did in the movie, but it was okay what they did. They did it justice. The only thing I think they could have done differently with Venom was make it a rated R movie because it was supposed to be um, dark. It was supposed, you know, and they're hiding the, the gore, the gore and the carnage behind the PG 13 rating was kind of different. It didn't take away from the movie at all. It was still a good Venom movie, but it just, would have been nice to actually see how dark Venom could actually be. Like, how the actual character is. I mean, I could I mean, possibly... Venom used to eat people. Yeah, literally. Like, he used to I mean, eat civilians on you, the sidewalk. Did like, you ever play Ultimate Spider-Man? Yeah. He literally would eat yeah. people. Right. He eats people. Like, and I, you get a diluted Venom. Yeah. In I a PG-13 posit. I would posit that possibly... They're holding out the R rating because they want him to have a connected universe with Spider-Man. Yeah. And they don't want an R-rated Spider-Man. They don't want to lock That's it. I get it. That's what I would posit. Yeah. Because, like, you know, if you ever saw That's Venom in the Spider-Man universe, right. then kids would be like, well, is there a Venom movie? That's like having Deadpool that. be a part of the Avengers. You can't have Deadpool slicing yeah, no, heads yeah. off and saying all those things in front of, you know, Captain America would just be offended. Whereas, like, you know, when Thor... 
uh, chest blasted Thanos. He sh- he said you should have gone for the head. Deadpool just pop up and be like, you're right. Yeah. That'd be fun to see Deadpool go across the Marvel Universe and fixing all the mistakes. Yeah. He's like, listen, guys, you fucked up. Let me fix it. <laughs> That'd be fun. But uh, anyway, so we talked a little bit about Venom. Let's, let's uh, go into Carnage. So Carnage is unique among um, symbiotes because most symbiotes, like as the name suggests, it's a symbiotic relationship where the symbiote is its own separate entity from the host, mm-hmm. whereas the Carnage symbiote is bonded to – there have been a couple different uh, Carnage hosts, but the main host and the one in this movie is Cletus Cassidy, a serial killer, um, because like most symbiotes are born like murderers, killers. like They have that urge. It coincided so well that it combined with his blood – and they became one. So, like, mm. most symbiotes and their hosts refer to themselves as we. Like, anytime you hear Venom talk... They remain talk, two separate entities. Yeah, anytime you hear him talk, he will say we, but Carnage will say I. Right. This so, is... that's one <laughs> thing that makes him unique. Another couple things that make him unique is, like, his abilities and powers. So, as symbiotes give birth to new symbiotes, their powers increase and their weaknesses decrease. Right. Um. So... One of his unique powers is Carnage can create, like, any symbiote can do this, but he can create weaponry from his, like, whatever symbiote skin. <laughs> um, he can do that, and with that, he can also detach parts of himself. Right. Which most symbiotes cannot do. Like, most of all symbiotes cannot separate, like, their... Right, they can't remotely control parts of their body. He can't, which makes him way more uh, versatile. And because of his sick psychosis, it makes him way more deadly. He can launch parts of him shaped into like axes and like spears, and he yeah. can create like spear pits underneath you. He yeah. can. There's a multitude of things that he can do that are just so, devious. Carnage. Uh, from Amazing Spider-Man number three sixty one. Released in April of 1992. So this is probably going to be one of the newest characters. Um, He was originally... They had a couple names for him. Um, Chaos. Ravage. They were just trying to settle on something like... Of mass destruction. And like... uh, They finally settled, settled on Carnage. Because that's just... That's the visceral kind of word they wanted to go with that could describe, like, what he was about. Um, I, yeah, Ravage, I feel like, just doesn't fit him. No, I think Carnage is the only thing you can call it. And then Chaos, like, yes, but no. Like, I don't think Ravage fits at all. But Chaos, a little bit. Like, it kind of it hits on it, but Carnage is, like, fully describes what he's about. Because, like, any comic book he's just like destroying he's killing he's murdering he's making like a statement um so a little bit about carnage so like i was saying before when um symbiotes give birth to other symbiotes they evolve so whereas venom is susceptible to high-pitched sound frequencies usually sonic waves or like just super super high pitched noises. Um, he's also susceptible to heat, fire. Um, 
Carnage is less susceptible, barely susceptible to sound, sonic waves, but he's very susceptible to fire. That is to say, he is susceptible to fire, but he's not afraid of it. Whereas Venom, he knows his weaknesses and he will avoid them at all costs. But Carnage does give zero fucks. So the next thing I wanted to just touch base on, just because we're both interested in it, is um, Deadpool 3. Yes. So the only thing I've heard from it, which is interesting, is that it could uh, have a Taskmaster as the villain. I say a Taskmaster because I don't know if it'll be the same one that was in Black Widow or if it'll be a separate R-rated one or if it'll be like the same one that was in there and he bumps up to R-rating. That'll be interesting. That'll be the first cross... uh... PG thirteen R crossover. We exactly. can see how they handle it. And like, if it is like, if it if that is the case, like, will Taskmaster Taskmaster stay in PG thirteen mode while he's fighting an R rated Deadpool? And like, will Deadpool yeah. be aware of it? Right. Like, because that's totally something they would play with. Like, you know, him mocking him and just saying like "fuck" and like. Right. <laughs> I think it would be very funny to see. It'll be something. But I just wanted to touch base on that. I think that'd be really interesting. And, like, the fact that Taskmaster would be a really fun opponent for Deadpool because he has his photographic reflexes. Right. And Deadpool is very sporadic and random. Yeah, that would be interesting. And I think that's they'll probably play on that to defeat Taskmaster. But, yeah, that was just something I wanted to bring up and uh, show a little interest in. Because, I mean, they already, like, showed X-Men like the X-Men cast. So like why, so technically they're already connected to the X-Men universe. Right. So this might just be his little portal into the MCU where they don't necessarily have to be connected, but they are. Um, so the next one I wanted to touch on is Spider-Man three. So this one's going to be big and I have notes on Spider-Man all throughout because there's like speculations and different things. So hold on, let me, Get my shit together, son. Okay, so Spider-Man 3. First, I just want to say, like, the cast that's so far announced is the original cast. Um, Holland, Tomei, Zendaya, Tony Revolori, whatever his uh, And then, obviously, Jamie Foxx as Electro, which it's not confirmed whether he'll be playing the same Electro or not. Um, but he will be playing a different color Electro. He won't be blue this time. Um, so he might be more true to the original villain where he's wearing a costume. I don't, I don't know. Are they going to go with the classic costume? With the giant thunderbolts yes. going off his head? Dude, that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> um, so that's the only thing that's been announced for the film. Um, and so with that, Electro is the fifth villain to enter the Hollandverse. And then with that being said, we're only missing one key piece to the Sinister Six. Yeah. And the Sinister Six has had a lot of team members throughout the years. Um, So the original members of the Sinister Six were Doc Ock, Electro, Craven, Mysterio, Sandman, and Vulture. But other members have been Hobgoblin, Gog, Beetle, um, Shocker, Scorpion, Venom Lizard, Hydro Man, Chameleon, Hammerhead, Tombstone, and Rhino. 
So they have a plethora of villains to choose from because they already have, well, now they have Electro, they have Mysterio, which he's dead, but maybe he's not really. Who knows? Right. Um, they got Vulture, they got Shocker, they got Electro. So they really only need one. And there have been talks about how they want to have um, Craven. Yes. They want Craven. Because they're already they're doing a crave uh, craven. <laughs> oh god, they're doing a craven. They're doing a craven spinoff series. Well, not necessarily spinoff series, but he's getting his own standalone TV series. Right. On I don't know if Disney Plus is doing it or if another streaming service is doing it. Most likely Disney Plus. Um. But Craven's supposed to get his own series, so that would be cool if they had an interconnected universe to the series. Um, um, and then another notable thing that, uh, we already talked about a little bit off, um, Mike was Matthew McConaughey has been talking and expressed interest in being a villain in a Spider-Man movie. Um, some people are saying it could possibly be Norman Osborn. Um, I personally think you'd be like looks wise and, uh, just attitude, stature-wise, I think he would be a good fit as Norman Osborn. Um, although he is very lax and laid back, whereas right. I, that's what I was just about to say. As long as he like sticks to the the mood of the character, you know, because he's not a very lax. He's a businessman. Yeah, he's he's kind of hot headed, you know. <clears throat> and I think as long as McConaughey portrays it that way, yeah, I think it'll be. It'll be all right. I think he's a good fit as far as aesthetic. Yes. So I think that'd be interesting. Um, and then I do want to go on and say, like, Sony has gone on record. So a lot of speculation about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire being in Spider-Man 3 um, because Electro's in there. Jane Jonah is in there. Jay Jonah being from the uh, Tobyverse and Electro being from the uh, Andrew Garfield universe. Um so they haven't really made any comments on them being from alternate universes. They might just be reusing these people because they played such good characters in those roles. Um, but people are speculating like a live action Spider-Verse. Sony went on record. Uh, I forget who they were talking to, but they said, uh, quote, these rumors are not confirmed. Right. Um, with that statement, it's a very specific statement. They didn't outright say, no, we're not having them in the movie. No, like they're not a part of this series. Like they didn't say no. They just said they're not confirmed, meaning they could be at some point confirmed, which that coincides with a lot of people saying that they've been talking to them. Right. No one ever accused Sony of saying like anything, like confirming them in the movie. All that's ever been said is they've been in talks. So that could still mean that they are talking to Tobey Maguire and they are talking to Andrew Garfield. With that being said, I don't think they'll go the route of Spider-Verse if they can't get both of them. Right. Uh, there'd be no point. And then if they were to have them in the movie, it wouldn't just be for Spider-Man. It would be for Peter Parker's. Right. Like, I feel like they would want to flesh out their characters. And I think that would be such an interesting dynamic to see them like that. Um 
But uh, I think that's all I really have for Spider-Man 3. Because, yet again, another movie that... We don't have a lot of information about yet. That we don't have a lot of information. Um, so, I mean, we could talk about it all day long and speculate and everything. But I, I feel like we... I feel like we've talked about Spider-Man a lot. I just wanted to like throw out some more news that we've heard, throw out some more speculations. Um, Sinister Six would definitely be interesting to see. Norman Osborn would be a welcome addition just because he hasn't really been seen very much. Um, and then like a Spider-Verse is a huge, 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 huge thing that we would love to see in live action. And it would open up so many doors. Yeah. But I don't know if it's the right time for it. I don't know, it's kind of early, I think, to introduce it, because, I mean, you got to think about it. The cinematic universe is a new thing. Like, there's right, like, just companies and companies out there just trying to create their own cinematic universe. And for years, they've done stuff, like, where, like, they'll refer to movies as trilogies, like, you know, right. different horror movie trilogies. Different, but they've like, never had a But universe. they've never been, like, interconnected. They've had small references, but, like, the Marvel universes are doing, like, these huge connections and in-universe, like, things. Right. So, like, I don't really think it's the time to create an actual Spider-Verse. Like, I think they need more groundwork, and then they can I think they have, to, they have to set up the multiverse first. Which, that's what Doctor Strange is doing, which he is in Spider-Man 3, so possibly we could be setting up the footwork for, like, having multiple universes. So, we might possibly catch a glimpse of, like... Maybe they'll use a clip from one of the movies and they'll be like, he'll be like, this is you from this dimension or whatever. Yeah. Like, but they won't actually go into it. I don't Which know. Which I would be okay with. Like, if I just saw something like that, or if they just filmed one scene of like, you know, something. Right. So, you know, whatever. Um, so Spider-Man 3, uh, no actual film name for it yet. People have been referring to it as Homecoming 3. Um, I think there's been like uh I forget what name people have been using to call it, but um, I think since it's 2020, we should call it Spider-Man works from home. But uh, I mean, he's always wearing a mask. There you go. He's already had the curve. Hey kids, listen to Spider-Man, wear a mask. But that's all I really have. Release date is set at 12, 17, 21. So we got a while before it comes out. We'll probably get more details, you know, in the future. Um, so as stuff comes, we'll report it to you. So moving on, like I, I, I have a couple more movie things apparently. So more movies, movie episode. Okay. Um, so Black Panther 2. Um, so with the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, mm -hmm. um, they haven't really said anything, but I'm going to say they're probably going to delay Black Panther 2. Yeah. Um, and then... I'm curious what they're going to do if they're going to use CGI and use past footage or if they're going to have like a quick homage or something for him. Cause they obviously can't make a whole movie with him. Mm -hmm. And then are they going to pass the mantle of black Panther, which is going to be difficult. Right. Because if you recall from the first one, Killmonger burned all the heart shaped earth. Right. So there can't be a full official black Panther. But to build on that, there was a, a Disney thing they released called the Wakanda Files. Yeah. Where Shuri was exploring, like, all the different files. Mm -hmm. 
And what they could possibly do is they could expand on the extremist virus. Oh, yeah. Because that gave you enhanced powers. And at the time of Iron Man 3, it was unstable, but, like, it's... Um, it's assumed that uh, Tony Stark stabilizes it mm-hmm. because Pepper Potts got extremists. Right, and she was fine and for she the was, rest of the movies. Yeah. Right. Even fine enough to become rescue. And exactly. I wonder if the, if the extremist virus gives her su- superhuman strength still. Possibly. Or did he just get rid of it? I don't know. Could you imagine they never, a superhuman they... wearing the iron suit? Right. They break through the suit? iron suit and then she's like, bitch, boom! Yeah, right? But, uh, dude, I don't care what anybody says. Pepper Potts in the Iron Man suit with the extremist virus. Yeah. It was pretty badass. Um, so with that being said, it could possibly be, instead of using heart-shaped herb, extremist virus, and Shuri just modifies it with Wakanda technology. She could. Like, she'd be like, Tony, you dumb. <laughs> right. I, um, I love Shuri's character. Um, and I would, I would love for them to set up the new Avengers and Shuri be the new Black Panther. I mean, and they already are setting up like the young Avengers right. with like um, Kate Bishop's been introduced. Uh, what is, I can't remember what Ant-Man's daughter's name is, but she's been yeah. introduced and she's older now. Right. Um, I mean, there's just, it's, there's a bunch of characters that have already been like subtly introduced. Mm. And then like that kid um, that he bonded with during, so this is a big thing for me. The, the kid he bonded with during uh, Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. was in Avengers Endgame, and yeah. he was at his funeral. Yeah. So, and like, why older. would they include him right. if they didn't want to use him? Like, there, there's no reason to have him there besides no. actually having future plans for him. So, like, there's a lot of little pieces right. that could build another bigger picture already in play. Um, but this, that's, I think, and that's, I think, where Kevin Feige gets the gold. is yeah. because. His attention to detail. His attention to detail, and every detail that he includes, he has plans for. He's, he could have. He could build a movie on. So or he, or can he doesn't. See, but right, he can try and build a movie on this. And here's what I think he does. It's like, you know, everybody's got their feelers out there trying to see what Kevin Feige's going to do next, right? Okay. Kevin Feige, here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, and he can just go based off of what rumors are flying around the internet. And say, hey, people are really liking this rumor of this movie going out. Maybe we should talk a little, get more serious about that right. one. You know, I think that's probably what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I mean, basically the money to make itself at that point. Yeah. So with that being said, like, just to recap, like, I, I'm i just curious what they're going to do with Black Panther 2, when it's going to come out, what they plan on doing. Um, so, and then another thing about the Batman I, I keep bringing it up, but it's going a little out of order, but whatever. Another thing about the Batman. Uh, do you remember Robert Pattinson? Like, they had to halt production on the Batman because supposedly Pattinson had a COVID-19 scare. I know. They're, now they're saying then it was something else. another producer came out and confirmed, like, didn't officially confirm it, but he's right. like, yeah, that's right. Um, Matt Reeves apparently was very upset with Pattinson like one of the first days of shooting uh-huh. because Pattinson wasn't as lean and built as he wanted him to be for right. Batman. So reportedly he told Pattinson he needed to go, go bulk, bulk up. up. Right. And they paused production so Pattinson could bulk up. It's um, just which is kind of like it's sad. It is sad. It's kind of it's unprofessional sounding. Yeah. I mean 
Don't get me wrong. Like Pattinson, I couldn't do that. And then I, if you ask me, oh, yeah. you got to be this buff by this time. It, no. <laughs> and that that's a big thing for actors too. Is like these insane diets. It cannot be easy. Well, I mean, you look at people like, um, like look at Christian Bale. Christian Bale he went from what Matthew is it? McConaughey, yeah. uh, Jared Leto, all those people who are or have played superheroes. You know, yeah. they are capable of doing that. And to play a superhero, you have to be buff. Everybody did it. Yeah, and that's Chris not to Pratt, say everybody. Chris Evans, everybody. And that's not to say like. Their whole lives are uh, comic book movies. They're not. They do other movies, yeah. and they need to be in different shape for different movies. So, like, they have to do these extremes, and it's terrible. But um, that is to say, like, on both parts, Pattinson and Reeves, I find fault. Um, Pattinson should have come to this role better prepared, yeah. knowing he's playing Batman. If he was playing Nightwing, fine. Nightwing is not built. He's not huge. He's right. an acrobat. He's skinnier, but still, like, lean. Mm-hmm. Like, lean. Whereas Batman historically has been buff. Right. He's been big, like in some iterations bigger than others, but he's always right. been very like large. Right. Um, comparable to say Superman. Like you yeah. need to be in shape. He's right. like the peak of human physique, essentially. Human being the key word there. Right. Well, I mean, you look at um, you know, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck. They're pretty similar sized dudes. Yeah, to be fighting each other in Dawn of Justice. Yeah, so you you wouldn't you don't want a skinny little Batman because I mean yeah, yeah maybe the villains he's going up against aren't any of the biggest ones, but, but you can't still. have Batman looking wimpy up against a couple of thugs that might be bigger than him. Yeah, unless so, that's how you're gonna twist it. Like, hey, this is our new Batman. Yeah, he's gonna be a little bit smaller, but eh, you know that's why. Uh, I can see that, but it just shows you I've kind of lost hope in this movie. Because it just kind of shows you that the heart's not in it yet. I They're feel not like taking it seriously. It's going to be like a Gangs of New York movie. Like, it's going to yeah. be more about gang things than, like, villains. Yeah, I, Which I don't know. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but at the same time, like, it's not really a I feel like at movie. this point, I, I need to go back and watch all the other DC movies. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, they have everything it takes to make a, a great movie. Yeah. And even then, a great universe. I mean, the DC comics still exist. Obviously, it's a great entertaining universe right there's fans the fan base is there it's not what you have to worry about you just have to worry about getting your shit together and create a decent movie yeah so and i'm sure like if you watch all the different the different batman movies superman all the different movies they each have something they did perfectly yeah right and that's exactly what i touched on it's right. like they all did something that made them good movies in their own respects but like there are things There's that brought them down of those movies that bring them down. Yeah. But if you can stop doing that, the part that everybody's telling you to stop doing, you'll have a decent movie and a decent universe going right. already. And then, but making, I think poor casting choices, you're not going in depth as much as you could with yeah. the characters and you're rushing everything. You know, if you, if you sit back, you don't have to be, on par with Marvel right now because they started how many years ago? Right, but just you do start your now, thing. Right, don't do your compete. Thing. Stop competing with Marvel and just do your thing because there's people like me and you who want to see DC do well. Yes, absolutely. Like we want them to be on par with Marvel. If we have to wait while they build their universe, fine. Like, but when they announced find... Justice League, I was excited. Right. I was like, all right, cool. DC's got their own like team up, but like they did not. Uh, they didn't set it up. No. They didn't set it up. And you know what? 
when I was a kid, I mostly watched DC stuff. I grew up watching yeah, they the Justice a, League animation. They I grew had up all the Batman. Stuff. Right. So, you know, I was always a DC fan before I was a Marvel fan. But with all this new stuff, you know, if DC would just take their time and find somebody who's like really passionate about this stuff, making their movies like Marvel, yeah. you know, is means a match made in heaven. Um, I think they can do well. But they keep trying to rush this universe, so now they're going to keep trying to retcon things. At what point do you stop and say, hey, are we going to start this universe now? Like, right. are we just going to keep making movies like we have been in the past? Um, but yeah, so so back to the original point, like, I find fault with Pattinson in that, but then I also find fault in Reeves for... I. I feel like if Pattinson showed up like that, Reeves wasn't specific about what he was looking for in the role. And then also, Reeves took a very unprofessional approach instead of just rolling with the punches and being like, all right, this is the Batman we have to work with. Let's yeah. change it up a little bit. He's like, no, we need to halt everything yeah. we're doing and you need to go change. Like, that's extremely unprofessional. And like, not only is he screwing himself in the long run, right? because A, he doesn't know if Pattinson's going to get into the shape he needs and he's causing six months of a pushback. Yeah. He also is just causing fans to get upset because why are we waiting? Because yeah. you were unsatisfied? Yeah. Either recast it or take what you have. Yeah. Like, you and are you slowing down this whole process. And I think from what I saw, I've seen before, I think he looked fine. No, yeah, I he was agree. A, he was a smaller Batman, big deal. You know, sometimes something different isn't too bad. It's not like he was a wimp. Right. It, it's not like they had Michael Sarah wearing the Batman costume. Great. Although I would love to see that, but you know, and and to stop when you're you're pretty much you already had filming, half of the plot's already out there, you know, floating around. The only thing I have left just to bring up for movie now, this is literally the last thing I have for movies. This is the last thing, um, is the possible introduction of Crimson Dynamo. Really. So, if you recall Iron Man 2, so the beginning of that movie was the court case of uh, Hammer Industries Mm -hmm. versus Stark Industries. And the uh, content of the the case was, like, should Tony Stark surrender his technology to the government so that they can develop their own technology for protection, safety, whatever. Um, and the argument, the argument was that different nations, different countries were already developing their own Iron Man suits. Right. And then Iron Man's argument was after he commandeered the, uh, cameras. Yeah. That was my favorite part. What a big flex. Like you just hacked into the entire court case right in front of the judge, right in front of everybody. And you're like, oh, well, you know, Hey, look. They might be building them, but how good are they doing? So nope, it showed, this guy just got his spine twisted in half yeah, inside of a metal can. It showed footage like, of people building their own suits, but having catastrophic failures, yeah. resulting in death, destruction, whatever. Dismemberment. And with that being said, Tony Stark also had the additive that no country will be close to making their own Iron Man tech for the next 10 years. Yeah, It's been 10 years since iron man 2 mm-hmm. so if you recall the original element that he used in the arc reactor was palladium mm. 
and it's a very rare element and stark industries bought most of the world's uh palladium stocks but there is one place that has a gross amount of palladium russia so they already have two characters in black widow from the i'm trying to remember i think it's called the red guard or like it's called the red guard the cold guard or something like that i think it's the red guard it's their version of the avengers but in russia yeah so they already have red guardian Mm -hmm. and they have ursa major right so those are two members that are already in there and then crimson dynamo is the iron man equivalent and so tony stark's dead now and there is no iron man because i doubt pepper Potts is going to take up the rescue mantle she's busy running stark industries right and she has been um so that being said even if we have an iron man suit user running on old like iron man mark three tech yeah that's still a formidable force yeah i would i'd like and that would definitely be a cool movie to see i mean think about it like iron man's gone they don't really have their tech guru anymore you know i mean there's rescue now his daughter's still going to be pretty young yeah in these upcoming movies but could you imagine it's almost like what i wanted to see with the iron patriot like i wanted to see the iron patriot become the bad guy yeah um and it's kind of like now what you're getting to see with captain america now he's the bad guy because he has the the u.s agent yes so it would be awesome for them to keep like twisting oh now the heroes are the enemies right so you have U.S. agent, who is basically evil Captain America. You've got WandaVision, where Wanda is essentially the villain, but she's being possibly controlled by Mephisto. Right. And then you have Crimson Dynamo, which is evil version of Iron Man. Yep. It would be cool to see that they kind of go with that, although easy to make that. But I will say, but I will say, they might make it seem like he's the good guy because Iron Man's gone now. Yeah. They could publicize him as the that good could guy. be if just because and they then got you could see him slowly Red doing Guardian worse or... and worse things, right? And then they discover like, oh wait, no, this is the villain. Well, that's that's they can tie it in with Black Widow because all those characters are right. portrayed as heroes in that one, and that's also a matter of perspective because. Everything well, I mean, America does, we think we're the heroes. Right. Whereas, like, if you look at it from other countries, you're like, bro, get your fucking shit out of my country. Right. Like, yeah. we're dealing with Well, it's definitely a matter of perspective. Exactly. Um, but I, you would have to see Black Widow first. Which, you know, has been see. pushed again. Pushed and, again. But I will say, I applaud them for making the decision. Like, they wanted to make yeah. it direct to Disney Plus, like, Mulan. Yeah. But they opted. They're like, no, we want to make this a real thing. Yeah. And I applaud them for that. I'm willing to wait to watch it in the theater because that's a different experience. Like, I don't if want you to just find one. That's another thing of bad news. If you can find a theater, I mean, there are a lot of theaters shutting down completely. Mm. But Regal did like Regal shut down 500 theaters, I think. Yeah. But they did just open up 11 more in New York. Yeah. So they're not a. And also, just so everyone knows, Regal Cinemas isn't a U.S. corporation. It's actually a British corporation. Oh, really? So. It makes sense that they're closing down some theaters yeah. over here because we're fucking up so bad with yeah. this virus. But that's not to say that the company, like, they could just buy more theaters yeah. once the virus is over. So I wouldn't go into panic mode with theaters just yet. And also, driving theaters are still a thing. Yeah. So. That'd kinda, be sick. Yeah. Hey, you want to go to the drive-in and watch fucking Black Widow? Right. Hell yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know what the climate of the country is going to be when the movie is actually released. But there will be medias outside of 
your house to right. watch this movie. I guarantee it. I've been sick. I got to tell you, I've been sick of watching the released movies in my own living room. Like I miss going to the theater and watching movies, you know, cause I've watched trolls world tour with my daughter when that came out, yep. came out on streaming service it's just not the because same. of this. No, it wasn't the same, especially a movie that's centered around music like that. Right. It and would have been nice to take my daughter to the movie theater exactly. and listen to, to have that, you know, Because it's a different experience, it. especially right. when you're a kid. Like, that hits yeah. different. Yeah, it does. So, you know, I watched that. What's the other one? Mulan. I haven't even watched that yet because I wanted to see it in theaters. Oh, so you have to pay for it. We're Yeah, and we're seeing that it wasn't that great to begin with. But that was the fun part. Um. Okay, so that is the literal last thing I have for movies. What was Red Dynamo or whatever yeah, his name? Crimson, Dynamo. Crimson Dynamo. So that's the last thing I have for movies. So we have video games. You know, I hope they, I hope they make Crimson Dynamo look like the Iron Man they made in the seventies. He's just a red, a red garbage. That's man. gonna be his original costume <laughs> right. until they like actually like. That'll be like the test footage where you see them making like the Iron Man. Tech. Yeah, it's a garbage can uh, painted like a red KitchenAid mixer. I'm Instead of that. getting a, looking at a hot rod, he looks at his KitchenAid mixer and goes, yeah, that's the paint job we're doing. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, what do we got in video games? Because I, I want to watch this Ghost Rider versus Lobo real quick. So we've got Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I haven't seen anything about any of those. Um, I've, watched, I've seen some stuff about Valhalla on like ads and shit, yeah. but I haven't actually went as far as to research it yet. Um, we've got Cyberpunk 2077, mm-hmm. which I'm still excited for. Um, I feel like I've been waiting two years for that game to come out. Uh, we've got Outriders, uh, Dying Light 2, another game I've been waiting years for, uh, Digimon Survive, and Borderlands 3. So that is on our docket. Um, but we can watch this. All right, so uh, we're gonna talk about games now. Video games. Um, so the first one we're gonna touch on is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, release date is pretty soon. It is the twenty second today. It releases um, November twelfth, so a couple weeks. I don't know. I don't know if I'm excited for it because I don't know if I've said it before. Um, I wasn't a fan. Of the last Assassin's Creeds, Origins like, and Odyssey. Yeah, I, I didn't like the combat. Um, I'm kind of a wimp, so I don't really. I'm not a fan of Dark Souls, and that's kind of how they played. Um, so I wasn't really. I didn't get into them. I, I did. I barely even played for an hour. Um, so I still have Assassin's Creed Origins. I haven't beat it. I've done like you know me. I'm a collector. Like I yeah. like to like just do a lot of like. Um, little collectibles things. Um, I've played it. I agree. The combat is not my favorite, and it doesn't really fit in with Assassin's Creed. I mean, it might just be the way they're evolving, and they think that, like maybe they've taken feedback and they don't like it, or like they personally just didn't yeah. like that. Like going into like the new iterations. Um, with that being said, uh, they've had a lot of iterations of Assassin's Creed. Um, Valhalla is the twelfth main game in yeah. the series. And it is the twenty second game in all. Jesus. So they've had a lot of time to really see what people like, yeah. see what they like. So I don't know why they chose to change it. And like they've been slowly building their open worlds 
bigger and bigger mm. and bigger. And I can't say that I'm a huge fan. Like, I do like having an uh, immersive world to explore. Right. But, like, I don't want to explore all of Egypt. Right. I don't want to explore all of, like, Europe. Right. Like, that's See, a lot. And, and that's, I think, at the peak of Assassin's Creed, at least for me, was being able to just roam around Italy. And there's just, like... Yeah. It's, it's like actually the city Italy. Is what... It's the actual city. So that was fun to see um you know iconic architecture that you know it's real it's the scale it was you know yeah. a big project and it was nice to see that which they did the same thing in all the other assassin's creeds but like i said the main thing they changed was the combat and don't get me wrong the combat in assassin's creed especially like at three and black flag and stuff like that it's stupid easy there's no way yeah. you can lose because you have, basically have as long as Something you have basic you timing how, down. Right. As long as you have the timing down, you're pretty much untouchable. Yeah. So I'd like to see it become a little bit more complicated, you know, a little bit more challenging. Yeah. But as far as Dark Souls challenging, like how like they had a it much. in Origins, yeah. it's a little more. Especially much. to play it, a long game like that. Right. Absolutely. Especially to play a long game. Especially, you know... In most of the Assassin's Creed, I'm not sure if you do it in Origins as well, because I, like I said, didn't play that much, where you're expected to execute people in certain ways. Yeah. Okay. So when you have a combat that's kind of, I'll say, messy, like it was in Origins, there's it's going to make it... See, I think that's what the point they wanted harder. to make was with that combat. Yeah. Was they wanted, like, they wanted to show you, like, this is what the combat's like now. So yeah. you can either fight the game like this... Or you can choose to be an assassin and make the game a whole lot easier on yourself and, I think that and I think can, tactically. Right. And I can see why they're going that way. But I liked having the option to rush to, in yeah. headfirst or have Who the option talking to, to play right the now? game. Right. Like, That's how I live my this life. This is how me and you both play video games. It's, rush in and destroy it and then play it again and then try to be an assassin. Right. And then do it the <laughs> right way. Right. So... Because that's that's how I play video games. I rush through the game, finish the story, unlock what I can unlock, and then do and it. Then the right I'll way. go back, and then I'll put the detail into the game. I'll do the side missions, collect all the collectibles, upgrade everything max. You know, right. but I want to get the story out of the way. So, first. with that being said, I will say in the defense of Origins, um, I did play like I did. I did some rushing, but I also did try to do like some actual like assassinating. Yeah. And it did justice. Yeah, it's a word. It's a, it's a look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> look it up. Assassinating. Um, but I did uh, follow the assassin's path a little bit, and it holds up. Yeah. Like if you want to play Assassin's Creed the right way, which not to say there's a wrong way, but the way that you know the title indicates, the developers indicated that you should um, be playing this game. It plays really fun. Does it? Because, like, it, it's thought-provoking. Like, it makes you, like, try and figure out, like, how's the right way to do this. Like, there's multiple angles to go okay. through. and like, But it's definitely good. See, I, I, I will admit, I did not give any Odyssey or Origins a fair shake. You know, just because I played them for a little bit. Yeah. While I was partying with some friends. And it, at that point, you know, you've had a couple of drinks. And you, I was just looking to Have slaughter people. Like, sometimes Like I'll Assassin's that. Creed 2 style? Yeah. Like, I would just go into a game just to create a pile of bodies. And so that, like, my favorite games to do that in, Assassin's Creed 2, 3, and Black Flag. 
are my favorite ones to just jump in and start yep. destroying things. Um, then you have other games like Prototype and Prototype 2 that were fun to go back Saints and just randomly four. do anything. Saints Row 4 is another one that had a lot of replay value. But, you know, I, I've fallen off the Assassin's Creed train yeah. because they kind of changed the combat. So with that being said, let me go into a little bit of background to the game, a little bit of new gameplay for the game. Um, and we can just talk about it like in depth as we go along. So um, it's set in 875 AD in an obviously alternate history where the Vikings invade Britain and um, the Vikings are on the winning side, obviously. Yeah. Um, so with this game, there's a lot of customization. You can customize your hair, your war paint, your clothing, your armor. You can even customize your tattoos. That is something I'm super excited for. Because that, to me, is the only thing the other Assassin's Creed games were missing. Yeah. You know me. Like, you could pick your armor and stuff, but you can never actually customize it. Character creating is one of my favorite things to do. Same. Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. We've done that. We've went as far as to create backstories for characters at some points. So... That's such a big piece for video games, right. especially now in the meta. Like, a lot of people, like, that's what they want. Like, they want to create a story, but they want to cre- based around, like, yeah. them. They the, want to create the, a character that emulates them. That small feature of creating your own character gives a surprising amount of bang for your buck. Absolutely. Quote, unquote, for what effort you're putting into it. A lot of effort goes into creating those assets and everything. Oh, but yeah. it's kind of a small detail that you think, even in games that you can't really see your character. Right. Say Skyrim or stuff like that. But you still know that's the character you made. That's you. Right. That's you. That's your personal character. Just And it allows you to play the game different when you can create your own character. <laughs> um, so I'm super excited for that. And I did hear that I think they're kind of, this is like the culmination of what they've been working on. Yeah. And they're taking all the good parts from everything else they worked on and putting it in one game. So I'm excited to see the combat to be a little bit more similar yeah. to, to all the other games. Um, <clears throat> customization and the alternate history is always fun. Um, Will there be Viking boat fights? Yes. That's what I want to know. Ship battles are making a comeback. It, Ship it won't be. Awesome. It won't be the exact same as Black Flag, obviously, because you know that's they're all pirate it was, ships, right? But there Black will be an iteration of Viking boat fights. Okay. Um, and then in addition to that, uh, there will be great swords and flails in this game. More weapons. See, that was another thing that fell out of Assassin's yep. Creed when you were in Assassin's Creed Two, where you could grab the great axes from the brutes. Yep. And just. You can pick up whatever weapon. Yeah, you can even grab a broom from somebody sweeping yeah. the street. You can grab a broom you can and beat just a motherfucker with the broom. Dome somebody with them. But uh, yeah, so those are making a comeback. Um, another great comeback. I don't know if Odyssey had it, but I know Origins did it a little bit differently. Um, Eagle Vision. So like, yeah. Origins didn't have that. They had their version where you took control of his like eagle and like you saw through yeah. its vision, but like. I'm talking original Eagle Vision, like right. Assassin's Vision, yeah. where you saw everything. Yeah. Like I th- that's what they. I've heard rumors that that's coming back, and I loved that. Yeah. I I look forward to that being back. And there's so many video games who ripped off of that um, from the first. Oh one. yeah, I mean, ever since the first Assassin's Creed, the easiest one to look at. Look at Batman: Arkham Asylum. Oh yeah, that's Eagle Vision. You can't tell I mean, me it's it is, but else. <laughs> at the same time, it makes sense because he literally does have it. Well, I know, but, but it's, it's like yeah. 
You can say Eagle Vision ripped off of Batman or whatever. Yeah. And then it's being called Odin Sight in this one, which makes right. a lot of sense. Um, so they've said stealth will be a large part of the game, both in and out of combat. So mm. it's staying true to its origins. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it'll be an actual assassin game. Like, obviously, you're a Viking, so right. it's not going to be the whole game. But it's going to be a key part of the game. That's the one thing. When when Valhalla was rumored, I mean, it was rumored years ago. Oh, yeah. That people were talking about that was Viking back, Assassin's That Creed. was back in Black Flag when you were in Abstergo. Yeah. And, like, you saw all the possible ones. That yeah. was one of them. That was one of them. So, this is a big deal for them. Because people have been asking for a Viking Assassin's Creed for a long time now. Yeah. Then you have people like me. I mean... I have an Assassin's Creed tattoo. I obviously was a fan. Right. Right? But I fell off at... Uh, which one was it? The one that was in London. Oh, Syndicate, yeah. Syndicate, that's it. I fell off at Syndicate because the entire... Th- they changed up everything. They, entired, they changed the entire way you traverse around the city. Yeah. The whole running and everything, all it was is was holding down a button. Yeah, I mean, that made... They gave it a certain ease to oh, the game. Oh, you say, quah! Where, you know, in Assassin's Creed 2, you would jump off, like, the pole yeah. sideways and then just land next to the hay cart, and you'd have to start the mission over? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it stopped you from doing that kind of thing. So I can see where they're trying to fix it, but I got I have high standards for this next game coming out. Yeah. And then um, another thing is all key bosses, all key bosses mm-hmm. can be assassinated. Okay. So anytime you are facing a key boss, you have that option if you so choose to traverse it um, stealthily and assassinate them without actually engaging in combat. That's something that never gets old. Oh, I know, right? And then having that cutscene. Right. And then having the cutscene. So, leveling is, like, Origins, and then, like I said, I I haven't played Odyssey, so I don't know how they experience leveling, but it's going to be, like, Origins, where it's more skill-based and point allocation, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just, like, Getting we'll more to, new equipment. We'll have to have Cody come over and talk about this because he's he has Origins Odyssey? and Odyssey. Okay, because yeah. I have Origins. He's and played, played both. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna leveling up is gonna increase like and give you different skills, mm-hmm. and that's gonna be how you play the game. Like obviously there'll be better weapons, but like right. that's not gonna be the sole basis of combat in the game. Well, that was something that you got in Syndicate and in yeah two, where you can choose and go buy your different weapons, and they had different stats. Yeah, they look different. Is kind of a character customization yeah, kind of aspect to it. I'm excited to see both of those different things. I'm just excited in general because of what they said. This is supposed to be the culmination of all the right. different Assassin's Creed, so you're going to see a lot of your favorite things in there. Yeah. And then, um, so settlements are retur- making yep. a return, like from Black Flag. Um, most missions will begin and end in settlements. Mm-hmm. Um Like, you can uh, even, like, interact with actual, like, you can interact with other NPCs in your uh, settlements, and you can go even as far as, like, pursuing um, romantic relationships and marrying them, which also leads into a little uh, fun fact. You can um, have same-sex marriages, too. Yeah, I heard about that. They're actually including that, which is really uh, unique among video games. Like, they don't have a lot of that, and it's really cool. There was, you could do that in... Fable? Yeah. 
You could do that in Skyrim. Yeah, you could do it in Skyrim. I think. I think you could do it in Skyrim. Or was that a mod? I mean, we, no, we should I just count mods as. You, I think yeah. you can do it in Skyrim. I, I can't say I've ever tried to give an amulet of Mara to another man before. I feel disheartened. <laughs> Sorry um, to disappoint you, Tom. I've never yeah. had the urge to give you an amulet of Mara. Now you're going to make me go to Etsy and buy one. Yeah. I'll wear it everywhere. <laughs> You'll wear it to work yeah. over your over your shirt so everybody can see. And you're like, what the fuck is that? Don't worry about it. Um, so a lot to look forward to in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It sounds like they're doing a lot of things right. Um, obviously, we'll see. Like I said, it releases within the next, like, four weeks three to four weeks right um so we'll see i mean i don't foresee myself getting it like right when it comes out mm -hmm. i might get it around like christmas time and then play with it a little bit but like obviously i won't have a whole lot of time <laughs> so next moving on we're going to talk about uh call of duty black ops cold war that's that's one i have not heard okay anything about i've only heard you talk about it and i've seen it on other lists of upcoming video games but i haven't it looks good. Seen anything it about it. It looks good. Um, I, I mean, from what I've heard from the meta, is that, like, the people who are playing betas mm -hmm. are already getting ruined by snipers. Really? Snipers are already being a douchebag. But that's every Call of Duty that's game. That's every Call of Duty game There's always campers. There's always snipers. And you know what? People shouldn't complain about that first off because, like, if that's the way they play the game, that's the way they play the game. You can't that's an actual tactic. That's an actual tactic in war. If you don't like it, I mean, it happens in real life. It's going to happen in the game. And I think that's fair. And maybe if you play as an actual team, found the sniper, took him out, you wouldn't have a problem. But everybody wants to play individually. Right. Like, sorry. Could you imagine if they had, like, obviously they have Call of Duty tournaments just like they have Fortnite and, yeah. and, and Super Smash. But it would be interesting to see a game played as a team, like, you know, like you had to do in Left 4 Dead but in a more complicated fashion with something like almost like modern warfare. Could you imagine? Yeah, everybody no. has different perks. Everybody has different roles. You have to fight together and you have to stick together to survive. And could you imagine having like a team of six, right? Versus another team of Still six. Team six. And they're fighting as actual like platoons. Yeah. That would be nice to see uh, even online. That would be very difficult to find. But though. that'd be very difficult to orchestrate. Yeah. Um, so a little couple facts about, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It is the uh, sixth Black Ops game total. They've so, had that many Black Ops already? Yeah. So sixth Black Ops game. 17th Call of Duty game. Wow. Um, so this one takes place, obviously, during the Cold War. Um, you're following... Well, you are... I wonder if it's just going to be a button-pressing simulator. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So you are CIA agent Russell Adler, who is pursuing an alleged Soviet spy, Perseus, who wants to subvert the USA and tilt the power towards the Soviet Union. Hmm. Um, so multiplayer is said to have new game modes, uh, more expansive customization, and new map dynamics and elements. See, that's, good. that's something that, that piques my interest. Map dynamics mm -hmm. and elements. Now, if you remember, you probably know the exact game. The one with the aliens? Yes. Where on the map, you had your own... It had Every map had a special skill uh, kill streak. Yeah. Skills. Yeah. So, like, you know, you had the horror one where you became... 
which one? Who did you become? You became. It wasn't Jason. It was Michael, wasn't it? They had a hatchet. Yeah, that I made think, it weird. I think so. I there think was it one, was Michael Myers. Yeah, there was one that you became Predator. Then there was Predator. Then there's the alien one where the aliens came out of the ground and just yeah, they just demolished, demolished everything. Demolished everything. It was like you dropped an A bomb. Yeah. So. But yeah, no. That would be awesome to see some of those make a comeback, maybe in like a certain game mode. Where yeah, you can kind of no, go back sure. to something a little more classic. But yeah, map dynamics and, and playability is uh, something that piques my interest because it's so it's so vague. Yeah, I know. Like they, that's my problem because like I don't know what their definition, like right. what they mean what, by what dynamics. What do they mean by elements. dynamics? Does that mean they're going to be like? Because um, when I hear dynamics, I think of like where you can actually like destroy a ceiling and have it collapse on somebody. Right. Is Are they talking about that or are they talking about something bigger? Because, like, when I hear dynamics, I think of interactability. Right. So, like, what are they talking about interacting with? Right. That's that's the part that um, had me confused. But any which way, it's still, like, they're adding new dynamics. Mm-hmm. So, that makes me interested. I, right. Like, I'll be interested to see what they are, but, like, I don't foresee them being bad. I've always been a big fan of Call of Duty and the first-person shooter. I mean, and that's when you talk about a first-person shooter, you think of Call of Duty. Yeah, like it's a you can't deny that they're good games. They're innovative. They innovated the entire FPS. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's they are the what do you think about? It? Yeah. So it's gonna be nice to see what they're gonna bring to the table now. If you ask me, all the other Call of Duties are just basically copies of each other. With I felt certain like things added or taken time. away. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things like I get it that would fit in with, I guess, the what do I the time of the cultural you know, the, climate climate. Not even that. It's what time frames are we talking about? Because you had you had modern warfare. It's obviously all the modern weapons and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so, World like, War Two. You had right. You had World at War, you had World War Two. that's obviously going to have both World War Two style weapons. Yeah. But then you had, like, Future Warfare. Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare, so yeah. you had all the different, like, little drones and stuff, which yep. was pretty fun. Um, which I was a fan of, you know. Like, but maybe that's just my kind of, maybe that's a genre thing. Maybe yeah. that's not a gameplay thing. So I'm, uh, I'm curious what, like, special, like, because usually Black Ops games... Like, they have you build into skills, and they right. have you choose your, like, perks. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, what they're going to have for that. Like, what kill streaks they're right. going to have. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I haven't seen anything. Um, so, going further, uh, players can create a custom character for the campaign with mm-hmm. uh, different skin tone, gender, ethnicity, and personality. See, that's interesting. Like, that's not really a Call of Duty thing. Like, right. That's not something you've seen before where you can... The campaigns have always been pre-written stories. Yeah. With pre-written characters. It's going to be super fun and super interesting, I oh, think. Yeah. To be able to, again, have that immersiveness of creating your own character, then having a story built on top of that. Right, exactly. I mean, obviously, that's that's a thing video games have done before. I mean, But not really Call of Duty. Like, it's Bethesda always... built an empire on top of being able to do that, but... But the thing with Call of Duty is they build on, like, actual historical stuff. So, right. like, they want to stick to that. But now, I think, especially since it's the CIA, like, they're mm. known for their espionage. And, like, yeah. they're known for, like, you know, blurring the truth. Right. So, 
that gives them the opportunity to let you create a character who could or couldn't have been there. Well, I think because this is kind of a hypothetical thing, you know, as far as we know, during the Cold War, there wasn't anybody actually, you know, shooting right. and killing it other than espionage. Exactly. I mean, you, you can't say that that wasn't happening, happening anyway. Right. Because it was. But I think that's a different spin for Call of Duty. It, it's going to be more of, I mean, they've always done pretty good with, like, the certain stealth aspects of yeah. certain missions and stuff when you play the campaign. So I know they can do it, but I'm just super excited to see having all this creative power because they do they do pretty well on assets. And then building on that creative power, this is also a game, the story is going to have multiple endings based on player choices. That's another good thing. So that's another thing well, that Call of Duty doesn't before, really explore. But I've been burned before. Yeah. You know. I played through a whole entire game of Mass Effect. I was going to say, exactly, yeah. Oh, the explosion was a different color. Thank God. I don't foresee I don't think Call of any, Duty doing that. I don't think anybody would Especially ever after that. seeing that. Right. Like, there's nothing you can say about it. Yeah. Really, you change the color of an explosion. Thanks. I played through an entire game to see a purple oh, explosion. I played through this game twice just so I could see a blue and a green explosion. Thank you. Um... It supports cross-platform play and multiplayer, so that's a great... That's going to be interesting to see. I have... I don't know if I'm just an old, grumpy man. You are. I have always kind of been against... Cross-platform? Cross-platform in the aspect of including PC. Same. Not because I am against PC gaming. No. Because, hell, I grew up playing video it's games on a, unfair on, advantage. A, on a PC. There's unfair advantages to that because you have more peripherals you can put yep. on a PC. And you can have way higher frames per second easily. Well, with the new with the new ones TVs, com- yeah. with the new TVs coming up and stuff and like the systems and the new actually systems, performing. I think you can get up close to a PC, but PCs are meant to work together. Exactly. Everybody has a different, you know, it's the same aspect with monitors. Everybody They're building do, slowly and slowly. The consoles are inching closer. It's becoming to it. the same thing. Yeah. But here's where the difference lies. You're controlling a thumbstick on a controller, trying to aim in first person. Yeah, whereas they with, have a mouse. with a mouse, they can where you can pinpoint. literally pinpoint on it. Our brains are hardwired to be doing that. You've seen people use mouses. They don't even have to look at what they're doing. As long as they're in the same spot See, on the mouse pad, they know where they're at. You know what would be really fucked up? If they boosted this to VR yeah. and they followed eye movements. Yeah. Then it's really pinpoint. You're just like right there. I would love that would be that. intense. It would just be pure reaction time at that point. Yeah. Because it just That would be true gaming. Dual simulator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really. Your your gun's pre-end just just when you hit the button. Yep. On go. But anyway, yeah, that, that's it's going to be interesting to see the cross platform because I, I want I want to be proven wrong. Yeah. I want to see mesh well. I want to see that everything that PCs, Xboxes, PlayStation doesn't whatever, matter what you're playing on. It doesn't like, whatever you're playing on. That it's an even field. Like there has to be something in place that evens it up. Whether yeah. it be, you know. And I, I think I, they I already know. know that too. Yeah. I think they're aware, like, of the advantages and disadvantages of console versus PC. And I feel like they're. But how much take... testing? How much testing has actually been done? Right. I like. They say that having a mouse in, a, in an FPS is about sixty percent. More accurate, yeah, which is an insane number. That's yeah, that's, okay. That's but then I've 1. seen one point five times faster. I, I have seen people play with controllers who are absolutely incredibly accurate. Their reflexes are insane, right? So I would, I, I just want to be proven wrong. I want to see everything mesh together, but overall, I want to see cross-platform happen. 
I just want to see it happen. Because even if it doesn't work, I want to see the people tried. Right. Because that's the thing. Hey, we all got together. We all tried this. You know, do the. You don't ever see companies say, oh, yeah, we're going to make this work together. Right. Like, that's going to be a huge step in the right direction, I think, for people in general. Oh, absolutely. There's something in my coffee. Oh, yeah, it's coffee. Mm, um, coffee dirt. So the nice thing is, uh, so they're going to have traditional six versus six, versus six multiplayer battles. Okay. Um, they're also going to have larger 12 versus 12 multiplayer okay. battles. And then they're going to have a new mode called Fire Team, where you can have up to 40 players. Yeah, I, I've heard about That's supposed to be insane. Yeah. Like, and then I don't know if, like, there's going to be teams on the 40-person one, or if it's just going to be, like, Like a, a Fortnite deal where it's one-on-one -on -one and whoever survives, survives. Yeah. So I don't I, know I about that yet. Yes, I would like to see a Call of Duty do the Fortnite thing because, I mean, you've already seen it with Apex Legends pretty yeah. much. It's pretty much Call of Duty Fortnite. Yeah. You know, with a little bit of Overwatch thrown in. But I definitely like to see just a pure Call of Duty Battle Royale, Battle Royale kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, it's something that they I think they obviously should have done if they haven't yeah. already. Yeah. I haven't played all the games, but no, yeah, neither have I. It's definitely going to be fun. I, I'm. That's probably the one video game I've been excited for in a while. And I can't even say I'm a fanboy for Call of Duty, but I'll Man. play one when they're interesting. Um. Uh, progression and loadouts are shared with zombies, and you can play as uh, operator characters from multiplayer. So, like. Your skills and loadouts transfer from multiplayer mm -hmm. into zombies. So you're not just start like most zombies, right. you'll start out with nothing. Right. Whereas this game, you can choose your operator, you can choose like whatever guns you have. Um, so what, and you can use you think, any weapon at the start of zombies. What do you think is the basis for that? So do you think the multiplayer is going to be... We'll have to cut this episode weird, but... Yeah, it's fine. Do you think the, mult the multiplayer is going to be... Where you can, like in the other ones, you can choose any weapon to put in any loadout at any time. You just have to, like, pro so pre progress. Yeah, so, like, if you unlock stuff, because I don't know if it's going to be, like, other Call or of Duty games where you have to unlock weapons. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be, because there's a certain degree, I'm sure you can agree with me, on certain Call of Duties make it super difficult to unlock everything <sighs> in multiplayer. Yeah. And other ones, you can just do it by, you know, playing offline. Right. Because that's how me and you did it back on the Xbox right. 360. We played offline, unlocked we got everything. a shit ton. But, and then multiplayer, when we tried to play online, we didn't have anything online. Right. So I think this, them crisscrossing the different things that you've unlocked, is going to make the game, I think, as far as I'm concerned, more playable for me. Yeah. Because that's something I didn't like to do. Yeah, because it's like, like you already unlocked everything, right. so why am I going to do it again? Just because I don't want to have to unlock it with people who are way better than I am. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Loadouts and prerequisites. Um, yes. So I'm curious to see, like... So, like, you can start out with any weapon in Zombies 2. I mean, as far as, like, if they're unlocked, I assume. Like, you can't just be like, all right, I want that weapon. Yeah, like, I want to start like, out with the minigun. <laughs> but, like, as long as it's unlocked within, like, your multiplayer, mm -hmm. you can use it in Zombies. That is to say, though, who knows if there's, like... 
going to be reload stations where you can just reload whatever ammo, or if it's right. going to be like other zombies where like you need that specific weapon and yeah. you need to find it wherever it is on the map and reload it from there. Right. Which I think they should do. Yeah. I no. think they should do it that way because if you can just refill your ammo for anything, I mean, anybody can get their loadout and technically go on forever. I mean, the I opposition mean, to that is going to be the difficulty of right. the zombies game. Right. I mean, I know how it was in the older uh, games. You give me and you, we got certain guns, and from there on, the game's won already. Right. Like, um, and then the last thing I have for it for zombies is uh, you can actually exfil now. So like, yeah, you don't you don't have to just play until you die. Yeah, you can leave off. Um, and for the exfil, essentially, you'll I don't know what you have to do to fulfill like getting the exfil, but like mm-hmm. you'll say you want the exfil, and then. You'll have one more round you need to survive, which is going to be extra difficult. That's interesting. Why include that mechanic? Um, I don't. You know, I don't know. Why is it because people are are afraid to lose? They don't like to see themselves lose. Alternately, maybe it's for people who I mean, it's are a... cutting it close to like how much time they have. Yeah, I like mean... they might have something else they need to do, and they're like, "All right, we need to cut this." Yeah, but then why don't you just? Pause the game and put your council in rest mode or something. It like come back to it later. I mean, I don't. Know. I mean, yeah, you can't do that playing online. Yeah. But why would you have to go through an extra difficult round if you're going to make that arg- argument? You know what I mean? Well, because they got to make it worth it. They're like, well, you survived this far, so I know. But this. If, it's, if it's like con- for convenience, what if they have something else to do, kind of thing? It doesn't make sense to make the round super difficult. Well, that's the decision you have to make. It's like, well, you can turn it off. And you can come back and start over, right. or you can do this extra difficult round, and then you can come back to where you left yeah, off. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's got to be something else to the exfil thing because right. if it's just oh, so I can quit early. Yeah, there's no point in that. Then just pause it and quit. You know right. what I mean? It's the same fucking. Because I feel like with exfil, like you should be able to start off where you left off. Yeah, does exfil like? There's got to be a different mechanic to it than just being able to leave early. And here's an extra difficult round for you. There's right. got to be a reason to do that. Right. Um, so that's all I really had for that. Uh, the next thing I have is super interesting is Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. What else you got done that for me? Uh, so Cyberpunk 2077, uh, release date is also next month, um, November 19th for PS4 and Xbox one, um, has a slated release date of 2021 for PS5 and Xbox series X. So hold on to your consoles. For now, um, I wouldn't suggest like getting rid of them or upgrading to. Well, you could do it for PS5 and Xbox Series X, um, and but play the what? other discs. But I'll tell you what I what my plan is. What I think, which is good, that Xbox and PlayStation, or at least the game developers, are doing. Um, a lot of the new games that are coming out, and especially because of the pandemic. You can get them on PlayStation 4, and they will upgrade you if you end up getting the new console. Right. Which is perfect for somebody like me. I had to buy Skyrim five damn times. Right. <laughs> like, you know, not actually five, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I had to upgrade myself. And it's nice to see once you, if I get that on the PlayStation 4, because I've been excited about Cyberpunk 2020. Right. Or whatever the hell you want to call it. 2020. Um I've been excited for the game ever since it was announced. And it's going to be nice to say that I don't have to wait to get a PS5 to do it. Right. And if I get it now, 
you know, you would always get that stuck in your mind. Oh, I want this new game, but do I want to play it like it's supposed to be played on the new generation? Right. Or do I want to play it on my old one? Like, what do I want more? Right. Well, of course, being an adult, I can't just shovel out $500 right. for a new PlayStation 5. So I'm, But I'm going to want to play the game, you know? Yeah. So it just gives us a lot more options. I'm, I'm ranting so, um, about this on my life. So you know a little bit about the game, right? A little bit, yeah. Okay. So just a little background on the game itself. Um a team of around like 500 people mm. worked on this game, um, exceeding the studio's previous game, The Witcher 3's team. Yeah. So you know that a lot of effort, time, and just like overall wherewithal went into this game. Now, I've never played any of The Witcher's games. I played The Witcher 3. But I've heard The Witcher 3 is like the game to go to. Oh, absolutely. It's... It's if you like role playing games and like like if you like that genre and like everything yeah. that it has to offer, that's the game to like play. Um, so more in depth to the game, um, it's a first person view game using like you'll be using a character who can use multiple firearms, handgun, shotgun, rifle, sniper. You can also use like uh, bladed weaponry. You can use hand to hand combat. There's assassinations. There's hacking. And then there's something called Cold Blood. I don't know what it is. So, like, you have a lot of different, like, uh, fight styles you can be using, like, uh, strategies. Yeah, it's kind of going to be like an open world, you make your choice kind of thing. Fallout, Skyrim, Outer Worlds, whatever. It's going to be that, um, which you you would think that everybody would be bored out of their minds with getting games like this. But it's just such a... It's just so much fun. It is. Just do whatever you want to do and play the game so differently. Like structure, like structure is definitely fun. Like when it comes to video games, because like you have something to achieve. Whereas these open worlds offer the opposite, where like you have nothing to achieve and you can do what you want. Right. And they both have their place in I feel like any gamer's hearts, where you want some of each. Right. Um, which this game will offer. Uh. So with your character, you can customize your voice, your face, your hair, your body type, your body modifications, you know, piercings, yeah. whatever, um, your, like, ethnic background, and your clothing. Customize all of it. So you're, this game is yours. Like, it's open world, and you get to customize your person. Like, it's what you want. Yeah, because I was upset that I couldn't change my body type in Fallout 4. Yeah. I can make a real fat face, but he's got a <laughs> normal-ass body. Um... So then to cover more like in-depth with character, um, there are four, three classes, um, different character classes. One's called the net runner. So that's focusing on hacking. Mm-hmm. One's called techie and that's focusing on like machinery. And one is like about solo combat. Um, all of them influence your stats, so that your stats are going to be like your body, your intelligence, your reflexes, your uh, technical, and your cool. Mm-hmm. Those are your stats. Um, and you can uh, build up like your skills based on right. that. Um, what's really nice is the weaponry you get in the game is like all like it's like a lot of newer games where it's color coded for rarity. 
Right. So, like, you're not just picking up a weapon and you have to, like, look through the stats and look through, like, the effects and have to figure out whether or not that's a gun you'll want to keep. It's coded so that you can see, like, if it's a gun that's already going to be worth it, you can just put it on and try it out without having to, like, do a bunch of research. So that's nice. Um, Great mechanics for gameplay is it includes double jumping. So love double jumping. Yeah. And sliding. Okay. Which is great for combat. Yeah. You know, you'll see... I don't know with how many times cyberpunk's been pushed, you know, there's gotta be things in video games that came out since that they're like, Oh shit, we should add that into the game. Right. Like the whole sliding thing. Right. Like sliding was a thing back in the, in a first person shooter. I swear before yeah. borderlands. 3. Oh yeah, it was, but it was such a big deal in borderlands three. Now you get it everywhere. Cause borderlands three made it really smooth. Like yeah. they, they really like made it to where you wanted it. Right. And uh, I'd like to see double jumping in a first-person shooter like Cyberpunk. I don't know how much jumping you're going to do. Almost kind of like in Skyrim. In Skyrim, you never really had the need to jump. Imagine double jumping in Skyrim. Right? That's Those pretty mountains. much what I'm thinking of. Like, imagine double jumping in an open-world game like Skyrim. And especially the, how you can cheese the jumping in Skyrim. Exactly. As shitty as it was. Loved it. But in an open world, it was super useful. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Those two mechanics will make for great Speaking gameplay. Speaking of double jumping in Skyrim, I'm sure there's a mod for that. I'm sure. Um, there are three types of ranged weapon. Power, which is like just standard. Mm-hmm. Um, tech, which is for penetrating walls and through enemies. And smart, like homing bullets. Okay. So, we, you, so not only do you have options with like the type of uh, gun you have, but you also have options as to the type of like bullets you're using essentially. Right. Okay. So you're getting a lot of choices. I'm getting some outer world vibes. Yeah. And then ranged weapons can ricochet bullets in a target's direction. So you can kind of like bounce it. Yeah. And then it does a slowdown in bullet time. Nice. So like, so when it's ricocheting, you can like kind of aim it a little bit. Okay. So there's a lot going on in this. Like it's combining like all of your favorite open world games, yeah. honestly. Um, there's going to be four types of damage. Do you remember that game that came out? A little side note as far as controlling in bullet time. Yeah. Do you remember the game that came out early launch of Xbox 360? It was by that guy who choreographed all the different... John Woo. Wasn't that his name? John Woo? Probably, yeah. He's like I know who he is. Choreographer of like all these action movies. Yeah. So, he came out with a game for the Xbox 360. Do you remember what that was? No. No? Definitely a game you should go back and play if you ever get the chance. It's like a really early Xbox game. I mean, okay. It was basically part of... It, it came with, like, my Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'll do some more research and tell you what game. But in okay. that game, you can control a bullet in bullet time. Yeah. So, you know in Sniper Elite 4? Yeah. How yeah. it kind of looks when you make that shot. Imagine doing that, but being Except able to control the bullet. Yeah. It had that. So that's okay. what I'm hoping it's like in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Like, obviously, you're not going to be able to shoot it and then, like, wanted style, just, like, curve it. But, right. like, you'll be able no, to, like, there was slowly inch it. You were, be, you were able to kind of. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's four types of damage. There's physical, thermal, EMP, and chemical. Okay. So we kind of got an elements list, kind yeah. of like Borderlands and yeah. kind of like Outer Worlds. So I'm sure there's going to be stuff. certain enemies with certain resistances yeah. and like whatever. Um, this is what this is a game you can complete without killing anyone. I love that. What was the other game you can do? 
was it one of the Splinter Cell games or was it a Metal Gear Solid game? You could actually finish the game without entering combat. You can just sneak past everything. I think it was Metal Gear Solid. I think it was Metal Gear as well. But that that's kind of cool because that's kind of uh, an ambitious thing. You'd have to kind of work around storylines and yeah. kind of do it that way. So this is going to be a pretty big game. Um, and then as far as travel goes, so like you can travel wherever you need to by foot if you so mm-hmm. choose. Um, but there are also cars, and the cars are autonomous. So the car will drive itself to wherever you need it to be uh, driving. And you can also engage in gunplay as you're in the car. So it makes gunplay a little bit easier, where it's not like you're in Grand Theft Auto where like, you're trying to drive and aim and shoot. That's like Far Cry 5, where you can put the car in auto drive and just shoot out the window. Yes. Okay. So that's a great feature. Um, or just throw beer cans out at people and hit them on the side of the road. Yeah. Have you I'm, ever I'm played Far Cry 5? Yeah. I played the, I played the crap out of the game still. I think I, I I played it, but I think the only Far Cry game I own is four. Yeah, I've never played four. I've played part of Primal in five. Yeah, I played. A lot I didn't of really five. want to play Primal. I wasn't that interested. In I, it. I have it downloaded from Cody's yeah archive. Um, because it's just but I played a little bit of it in the beginning, and I'm just. Wasn't as much as a, of a fan of yeah. taming wild animals that I thought. Exactly. You know, it's that's exactly of, what I thought it was going to be too. Right. It's more of like, oh, that might be fun, but it more turned, more or less turned out of being chased by the big trench yeah. coat guy in in Resident Evil. Resident it was more yeah. of a, oh, this makes me nervous. Yeah. Like because I might not be able to get this saber tooth tiger to love me. Yeah. <laughs> um, little fun thing. So people speak other languages, and. I mean, obviously, like, you're mm-hmm. not some linguist and you don't right. understand them all, but you can get a special implant to understand them. See, that, so that that's makes fun gameplay. Fun. That unlocks, yeah, that could be a literal game changer. So that also goes to show, like, there might be other aspects of the game that you need to enhance your body mm-hmm. with in order to actually progress or, like, right. do something different. Well, that's just, that's, it gives you a different way to play the game. Are you going to be the intellectual and, like, talk your way out right. of things? Like, that's that's what I did in uh, Outer Worlds, my first playthrough. Yeah. I talk my way out of things and into things. Um, no, there's an actual achievement for going through and getting the dumb one where you just have no intelligence yeah. and you do it. <laughs> so, you know, is it going to be like that? Or or is it just going to be a perk that's not needed? Like, right. There's certain, it's a fun thing, but you don't actually... Here's what I'm nervous for because I've been waiting for this game forever. It's all the things that you're, you're saying. Yeah. Awesome, awesome things that have been executed in other games. That we know people like. Yep. But when you're trying to get one team to put it in one game and make it work fluidly, yeah, that's where I get nervous. Yes, super great idea on paper. I mean, that's why you execute it. That's, that's why at the beginning nervous. I mentioned how it's a bigger team than The Witcher. Right. And it's the same company that right. did The Witcher. Right. So you've seen the critical acclaim for The Witcher. You've mm-hmm. seen the re-releases of The Witcher. You've seen yeah. the DLC for The Witcher. You've seen it spawned a TV mm. series. So that being said, like all this stuff they're throwing in there, I have really high hopes for. Yeah. Because they've already had this huge success. So hopefully that success pours into this See, game. I'm super cynical when it comes to things like this. Because I've been burned so many times. I mean, right. look, people were super excited about Mass Effect Andromeda. And look what Lit. what hot garbage that was. Listen though. Sweaty hot garbage. But listen, was Keanu Reeves in it? See, that's... Was Keanu Reeves in it? (laughs) Answer me! So, it would have been a better game if he was. 
and the explosion, think, and you just see Keanu Reeves' face. I, that would have been okay. They need yeah. to make a mod for that because then I'd actually enjoy the game. But he just explodes out. You're beautiful. I think right. You're beautiful. I would love that. <laughs> oh my god. Can I just get that? Yeah. I just want. I, I just need Keanu Reeves to tell me I'm beautiful and I can die happy. Right? Exactly. But anyway, you know, it, I'm just a little nervous, especially with how it's been pushed back. It's you know. It's yeah. been in production hell. And usually yeah. video games who end up in production hell don't come out. Yeah, but this one has been so highly anticipated, I think they're pushing through. I, I sure and then so. anything that's been happening this year especially, it's hard to really tell whether it's because of COVID or if it's because of like, production, right. Yeah, but so you it's hard to think. Tell. You, you can't be too afraid. Of, I'm not afraid that it's not going to come out. I oh, yeah, know no, it's, it's going to come It's out, coming out. Right, because they have, like you said, they have the large team. They've had... Uh, successful video games before. They poured way too much money and time into this. Yeah, I mean, you got you out. got a mocap Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and his entire face. Yeah. So you spent big money. Yeah. Getting big t- time actors. Uh, I would assume that Keanu Reeves is probably not the only one. Yeah. He might be the biggest one, but I'm sure there's other actors in there right. that we'll Absolutely. recognize. But you know, I'm I'm just worried that they're promising everybody in the world. At least for me, this sounds yeah. like the perfect video game. You know, so I and I'm maybe it will stay, be. Yeah. Maybe it won't be. Maybe it will be. Maybe it will be, and I sure hope it is. But I'm trying to stay skeptical, so I don't. Right. So your heart doesn't get crushed. I don't get my heart broken. Um, and then my last thing that I have uh, notes wise, um, main quests garner experience for stats. So your main quests are going to increase your stats, uh-huh. while side quests will get you street cred. Interesting. That's the street interesting cred. Dynamic. The street cred equates to um, unlocking new skills, um, getting okay. better vendors, better products, uh, new places, and then additional side quests. So this game is pretty much. I'm gonna make you play the shit out of me. So yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you don't have to, but it would be highly recommended that you play both main and side quests, which right. works for me because I do that anyways. Right. I mean, if it's going to be open world like I want it to be, it's going to be open world like Skyrim. And you can't play Skyrim without... Getting distracted? Without losing track of what the fuck this game is supposed to be about. Because I've just been doing side quests all this whole, this whole time. You know? You can't ask somebody, hey, did you beat that game? Right. You know, I hope it's like that. Like, I was hoping Outer Worlds would be the same way. It was too short. But it was short. There wasn't and they had a great concept mission. to it. If it was bigger, like Fallout yeah. 4, I think yes. it would have been a lot better. But like, it was the story was short. There wasn't enough side missions. Like, don't get me wrong. I did love that game. It was oh, yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. I love it. I could still pick it up, and I could play through it again. But there just wasn't enough meat to it. There wasn't. Like It was well executed. It's a great game. Yeah. I recommend it. But I feel like there it could have been better. Um, but that being said, would I change it? No. Yeah. Because Outer Worlds needed I, to I exist. I still stick to my guns and say they need DLC. Outer Worlds came to me at a time where Fallout failed. Yeah. You know. Um, so that's my time for today. Uh, so we'll cover more stuff next episode. Like, there's still some stuff that I have notes on that we need to, didn't cover. Next episode, we're going to have... Next time on Dragon Ball Z. So... Uh, we have some speculations. Um, there's some stuff about Squirrel Girl. There's some stuff about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I can research some Love and Thunder stuff. Stuff about Ant Man Three. I haven't seen anything about that. 
Um, and then games, we have Outriders, uh, Dying Light 2, Digimon Survive. And then we'll have some more information on um, Borderlands 3, the designer and director's cut. Um, so more of this to come in the next couple episodes. Uh, but this has been the Marvel's Misadventures of John and Tom. I'm Tom. I'm John. And... Stay marvelous. <laughs>